This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, there's a story that's kind of overshadowing the open weekend, opening weekend of the NFL season for 2019. And its name is Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm going to talk about that and the upcoming season. Yeah, we're not just going to look past the fact that everybody's going to play 16 games, they're going to move into the playoffs, and then they're going to play a championship game at the end of it known as the Lib Super Bowl. That would be L-I-V, as in Super Bowl 54. Uh, Our buddy John Clayton, who I hadn't talked to in years, was good enough to come out with me a couple of weeks ago, said he'd hop on again. He's as good an inside-the-NFL guy as we know from 710 ESPN uh, out in Seattle and also contributing for the Washington Post these days. How are you, JC? I'm doing well. Let's put it this way. Doing better than Antonio Brown, although I don't know if Antonio Brown understands what just happened to him. Well, I even if he doesn't understand, if the report that Schefter came out with earlier was that he signed with the Patriots and he's still getting $15 million, nine of which is a signing bonus, which, again, he could they could give it to him and then go after it if he continues to act like the knucklehead that he has for the Raiders. I'm not surprised that he signed with the Patriots, but I am a little surprised that they gave him that much money up front in a signing bonus. Does it smack of desperation for the Patriots? They shouldn't be. They're the best team in the NFL. Why would they do something like this? Because I think that's the only way that they were going to be able to get him. Because when you think about what Antonio Brown has gone through over the last uh, couple years, and particularly the last year, I mean, a lot of it's all about the money. And here he was. He was going to be he was scheduled to make fourteen point six two five million, and he had a million dollar signing bonus that was based on workouts that he didn't attend for the most part. And so, if he was going to do anything, you're going to have to be at that fourteen and a half to fifteen million dollar range. Of course, remember his contract was a little less than seventeen that he had signed. So now, if you're Bill Belichick, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, we'll give you the money because we realize if we offer you minimum salary, if we offer you $6 million, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to sit back and retire if that's going to be the case. But also, I mean, you look at it from Antonio's side, you get the feeling he probably needs the money. And so by doing it this way, I'm sure that there's going to be clauses in the contract, much like there were even I mean, more extensive than what they have right now with the Oakland Raiders in that deal, is that uh, if he does anything wrong, if he has anything that's uh, missing time or anything like that, I'm sure that they could uh, just void the contract, maybe make him pay some of the signing bonus back. So it's kind of like a uh, a gamble that you're getting a great talent, but also I'm sure that the way Bill Belichick did it is protect the organization in case you know Antonio Brown keeps acting like Antonio Brown. The devil will be in the details with the contract. You're right about that. Uh, is it a bad precedent to set that a guy can do what he did to the Oakland Raiders, force his way out, act like a petulant child, and not pay a price for it? Because, yes, if he now goes to New England and is a good enough soldier, he's going to basically make the same money he was supposed to for Oakland. The Patriots are giving him the chance to do that, I understand, but... There's no fallout from him being an idiot over the last several months. 
Is that a good precedent to set in the NFL, or is this guy just so talented that normal rules don't apply to him? Well, I mean, it's, it's not a good precedent. I would agree with that. But he did suffer. I mean, because when you look at the fact that here he had $20, $30 million guaranteed, so you knew he was going to make the first two years of his contract and get the $30 million. Now what he's done is he shrunk it in half and is on a year-to-year type of contract. And I'm sure the way the contract's going to be structured, it may be just week-to-week. Because, again, if he does something bad, you know, you know that uh, they'll, they'll take something back. So he did lose something. But, no, it's not a good precedent for somebody to act like they did you know, with the Steelers, kind of walk out on them, and then now you're walking out on the Raiders, you're threatening the general manager, all those different things. And uh, that's not good. But I guess you know he's uh, at least salvaged something and uh, at least stays current and now gets to go on the best team he could go on. It was funny because Larry Fitzgerald kept on saying, you know what, if you go to another team, you're not going to get a quarterback as good as Ben Roethlisberger. Well, guess what? He's got the best quarterback in league history. That's true. Uh, He and Brady will be something to see for as long as we see it, and we don't know how long that's going to be. I was on a show earlier, hosting a show earlier today, after he had been released, uh, before he had signed with anyone, couldn't sign till 4 o'clock when he officially became a free agent. And I speculated that the Patriots were one team that he may actually go to if you believed that there was someone that could convince him that he's got to curb his behavior and go along with the team mandates and rules. The only guy in the league who I thought could actually look him in the eye and maybe at least give a good attempt at doing it would be Belichick because of his standings and his accomplishments and everything else. Do you believe now Antonio Brown will go to New England and walk the line? Mm, I debate it. I question it because uh, you know he hasn't been able to do that now for the last couple of years. But I think that now you know if he accepts the desperation that his career is going to be in, I mean this could be the last stop, and all of a sudden that money flow starts drying up. But then you look at Bill Belichick. I mean, he's been able to make it work with Corey Dillon. He was able to make it work uh, certainly with uh, with Randy Moss. And uh, so far, we'll see how it works with Josh Gordon. But, uh, you know, Bill has the strongest discipline that you can have. I mean, and he's been able to take guys in that have had troubles and do it. But, again, it could be a failure, too. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that that's why the language in the contract is going to be the key to understand how this is going to go. And But uh, from the team standpoint, what they get – now, of course, Bill knows this because you know knows it from Mike Mayock and John Gruden that on the field, he's the hardest working guy you're going to find. I mean, he's a guy that uh, is trying to be as precise in his routes. He tries to be as good as he can as far as physical conditioning. I mean, he'll do it his own way. But now the one thing that's going to be interesting is that I'm sure that Bill wants him to do it a certain way that maybe he won't want to do it. So we'll see where the confrontation goes. But as, we, as we've seen, the controversy doesn't seem to escape Antonio Brown. No, he, he can find it without even looking for it. John Clayton from 710 ESPN Radio in Seattle and Washington Post contributor, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, uh, one more New England question, then I want to go backwards to the Raiders. Um, how much influence will Brady have on Antonio Brown? He's a take-charge guy. He's, in most people's opinions, the GOAT greatest of all time. Can he actually get inside Antonio Brown's head and get him to do it the Patriot way? Well, he's 
the greatest quarterback of all time, but he can't be the greatest psychologist of all time, too. The one thing we know about Tom Brady, he can be very tough on his receivers, and that's the one thing that he controls because if he's tough on his receivers, they don't get the ball. I'll give you an example. When Joey Galloway was there, one time he didn't run a couple routes that uh, Tom wanted him to run, and the one thing in this offense, I mean, you've got to run the routes the right way for him, and he's very precise about that. So he, I saw him because I was at that game. It was in the second quarter, and he basically just shut him down. And the next thing you know, Galloway was gone after a couple weeks. And so if uh, Antonio doesn't listen to what Tom wants, he has those Friday meetings with the receivers. You know, that's where he speaks up. I mean, he'll speak up during the game. And uh, the one thing we know about Antonio Brown, he wants to get 10 passes thrown to him each game. Well, if he doesn't do what Tom wants, He's not going to get those balls, and he's not going to act very well without getting those balls because he wants those 100 catches. Uh, they're getting a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver, and that's one thing that you can see could really help because I you still think the receiver position was kind of in a bad shape. I mean, you know, they had Julian Edelman, and they brought a couple other guys in, but now you get Brown to go with Edelman, and the one thing that Antonio is so good at doing is working the middle of the field, and that's where Tom likes to throw. So this is going to be interesting, but if he doesn't do it the way that Tom wants, both he and Belichick will gang up on him. Could be could be an intriguing week in and week out and fascinating situation in New England. All right, uh, before we move on to the overall NFL, the Raiders gave up a three and a five. I agree with them. You just have to look at that as a sunken cost. You rolled the dice, it came up craps, it cost you the two draft picks, so be it. But what does it do to the relationship between Mike Mayak and John Gruden? Do you think uh, Mark Davis was involved in this in making the decision to move on from Antonio Brown? What kind of a uh, groundwork has been laid in Oakland for this season to start? We got to all watch him, at least in part, on hard knocks. I, I thought it was okay. Some people knocked it because they didn't completely pull back the curtain. I would like to see more, but now I don't know. Even if we saw more, it would matter because what's transpired in the last 48 hours kind of changes the whole season for the Raiders this year, doesn't it? It really does, no question about it. Uh, but the one thing that I, I do say is that uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock are on the same page. Understand when they made that trade, both of them had the experience of you know, working for networks and then going there. Because I know Mike and probably John Gruden were at least at pa- a Patriot, I mean, not Patriots practice, but a Steeler practice at least 20 times through the years because they'll go there, you know, check out what's going on with the team. And so they've had more exposure to Antonio Brown than any front office people could be. So that's one thing that's in their corner. And they were both on the same page to make this deal. It was, what was kind of interesting is that the, the Steelers wanted a two, and um, it was Mayock that says, no way. Now, Gruden might have gone for that, but Mayock says, no, we, we're not going to do that. And you know, Mike had a great relationship and has a great relationship with the general manager, Kevin Colbert, of the Steelers, and they were able to work it out for a three and a five. It almost fell through because, you know, Antonio was getting involved in the negotiations and, you know, was being very tough about it, but they got the deal done. But I think the wise thing was, I mean, if you're going to be John Gruden and Mike Mayock, I mean, you can't have $30 million of guarantees there to make sure that uh, if he does anything bad and you endorse it and you can't get rid of him. So this was a move that I think had to be made the way they handled it. So I credit them for that. And I guess what you have to do is that, hey, they feel that they got great value in the trade for Khalil Mack. You accept that. 
and you accept, hey, we tried it, it didn't work, let's move on, and that's what they're going to have to do. Fair enough. And if you tell me Gruden and Mayock are still good, I guess we'll find out over time. But uh, if you believe that now, it, it's better than potential infighting. But it did come together pretty quickly. So I guess they did have to get on the same page. Um, does Antonio Brown landing in New England make you feel more confident or less confident in your prediction? I got your uh, post column in front of me where you picked the divisional winners and the teams you've got going to the Super Bowl. And from the AFC, you got the Pats going back again. You feel more confident or less confident because of this move New England's made today? On paper, I feel more confident because now the, my, my rationale on picking them to go to the Super Bowl, even though before this move, I didn't think they were the most talented team. I actually thought that Pittsburgh and Kansas City, to a certain degree, the Chargers, although I put a little question on the Chargers with some of the injuries and some of the problems that they have as far as that. But, uh, you know, I, I thought that they were going to be, you know, a 13, 14 win team in New England. And because so much of it is the schedule. I mean, they play only five games against. Tier one, tier two quarterbacks, five, four of them are at home. And what that tells you is that uh, they, they have a great chance now to go seven and one, six and two on the road, eight and oh at home, six and oh in the division, and they're going to get home field advantage. Now, if they had to go back to Kansas City, you know, without Antonio Brown, uh, and that, that might have gone Kansas City's way this year. Now, if Kansas City has to go to New England, Antonio Brown makes it through the season, Pittsburgh goes to New England, whoever it's going to be is going to be tough to beat them. So they, they're now that much more talented, but also Bill Belichick has to make sure that there's no more headaches with Antonio Brown like they had in Oakland. I like uh, some of the nervy picks you took here, including the Jags in their division. Personally, I think it's Texans. I just have less confidence about them going forward, but I think they actually improved their team for this year, picking up uh, the O-lineman that they did. Um, But the one I just flat out can't agree with you is, you think the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles in the NFC East? How? I do. Yeah, because what I look at is that uh, you look at that talent base, it's really impressive. I mean, what is it? They have about 14 Pro Bowl guys on their team. I mean, I look at the defense. I mean, again, this is the best the defense is going to be you know, in the next five years. You're not going to see as much talent because to keep all the guys on offense like they've been doing, they're going to have to sacrifice Byron Jones, Malik Jackson, and others. You know, and so, uh, you know, again, they still don't have a deal with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. That's not completed yet. But what I look at is that this team – uh, is just a little bit more. They're more talented right now than the Eagles, even though the Eagles are a good team. You notice I kept the Eagles in there, and I did the uh, Seahawks as a wild card. This is before the Jadavian Clowney trade, and now they're that much better. But uh, So they've narrowed the gap in the NFC West. But, no, I, I give the edge right now to the Cowboys. You know, They've got Ezekiel Elliott. They've got the running game. They've got a defense that should hold teams to 20 points or less. I think that they're set right now to go pretty well. All right, that's the only one that I massively disagree with. I think the Eagles will win the division by at least a game, not have to deal with tiebreakers, probably by two. We'll see how it shakes out at the end of the season, and we will certainly have you on before we get there. But I'll get you on late in the season, too, to defend your picks. And uh, uh, if you are right about uh, the Oakland Raiders still being on the same page, they should be an entertaining entertaining team too easy for me to say uh but neither you and i have them as a playoff squad john good stuff but appreciate you hopping on board thanks for the antonio brown react we'll talk to you again down the road thanks jody back this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.